This is the Evil Chocolate Cookie Grab Bag Podcast. Good morning, everyone. This is the Evil Chocolate Cookie. And it's rant time again. I know, I know, there's a lot of these happening. But there's a lot of stuff I have to talk about that I just, I want to share my views on it and I need to get it out of my system. So these rants are kind of the way I do that. Because it's not just issues that affect me, it's issues that affect everybody. So what's today's topic? Well, I promised you what we were going to do the last episode, and normally I told you guys, you know, I can't really promise episodes because I don't know from one to the next. I don't usually script or plan or any of that kind of stuff. I create what comes to mind, and I, I think that's kind of the charm of the way I do things is it doesn't have an opportunity to get tedious. But I did have this one kind of planned out. And let's just say Apple is in for it again. Today we're talking about why 99% of the stuff Apple does is a cash grab. That's right, a cash grab. We'll start with probably one of my favorite examples. Cost to produce versus profit. And I get, before, I'm going to preface this part by saying I get, you know, the whole inflation and all that kind of stuff going on right now. And that there have been supply shortages. That's understandable. But it's the other times when there's not been that kind of stuff going on that's what I'm here to discuss. It takes less than half the price an iPhone that they charge for an iPhone to produce an iPhone. Probably, I don't know, maybe, maybe less than a quarter of the price. And yet they charge like a thousand bucks a phone when it costs maybe 200 to produce it. It's a crock. I mean, that much profit, it seems like so much of it is going into their pockets. Sure, I get that they have to pay for, you know, materials and such. But when the economy is not being a piece of dirt, it's still extreme. It always has been. They think because they claim to have so much control over most of their components that they can charge bazillions and bazillions of dollars for stuff. It's a crock. And the reason I say they claim to have all sole control over everything, they claim to, you know, build all their own stuff and all that hoopla <laughs> install boot camp you'll see you'll see how true that isn't 
Like, I could tell you the brands of every component in that system because of the boot camp drivers. Apple makes none of them. None. They might make, I don't know, the outer case and the keyboard and trackpad for laptops. But they don't make anything else. So, they don't really have as much control as they'd like to claim. Now, with the newer Macs, I know they do build their own processors, or or they use their own processors. They've largely moved away from Intel. So, I know about that. But still... They claim they do all this work when all they are really doing is borrowing from other people. I'm not saying they don't have to work. I'm saying they're saying they do more than they actually do. And who pays for it? Us. Because they charge these exorbitant fees for everything. Think about it. HomePod Minis. The average cost of the mini version of most of the smart speakers out there, 50 bucks. The HomePod Mini is twice that. And can't even do half of what the other ones do. Now granted, I have two HomePod Minis sitting over here. Because the sound quality is incredible. Like, I can listen to anything I want to through these little bitty gadgets over here. But still, the, the fact that they're charging double what everyone else charges. Just because that box has an Apple logo on it. It's stupid. The other thing I want to complain about here that just proves this whole system is a cash grab is the way they treat their developers and their content creators and people that sell stuff through their stores. And this may not even just apply to them. It may apply to every, every company out there with an app store, in which case everyone needs to take note. First of all, to get apps into the app store. 100 bucks a year. Which is really dumb. I get, you know, trying to keep malware and stuff like that out of the store. But that's why you run checks on things without bankrupting your developers. And that's not all the developers are giving up to them. They're also handing over 30%, 30% of their sales. So if you charge 99 cents for an app, you're probably getting... Oh gosh, I, I'm not even in a position to do math right now. My brain's not working. But let's just say you're not getting anywhere near all of that. 
So here's what needs to happen. Developer accounts don't charge. Commission slash to a maximum of 15%. Preferably lower. Because while the developers that you tend to hear about a lot are these huge companies, you probably would find if they weren't so heavily pushed and getting apps out wasn't so prohibitively expensive for some people, the amount of talented developers out there who could build apps that could do all kinds of good stuff that we'll never see because of the way Apple treats their developers, charging them an arm and a leg and most of their sales. There could be someone sitting in the little room right now building the answer to all of the world's problems in app form that will never be able to distribute it because they don't have the money to pay for a developer account. When that app could make a whole bunch of people's lives easier. It's just... And this, the same holds true for ebook sales. Every book I sell, 30% of the money goes straight into Apple's pockets. Which, ugh, needs to stop. Especially if you self-publish. 5% maximum. Because if you self-publish, odds are you're solo in this thing. And you're not making a lot of money. Because the big publishers shove their way ahead of you. Even to monetize your podcast on Apple Podcasts for the subscriptions that you can set up for extra content and stuff like that, 20 bucks a year just to be able to set that up. And they probably take 30% off of that too. Greedy, greedy, greedy. And yet their top executives probably make millions, even billions of dollars a year. And who do they charge? The consumer. I'm not saying, get it, don't take, don't take this the wrong way. I'm not saying that, you know, they should hand over their stuff for free. Most of their stuff. I'm not saying you should be able to walk into the Apple store, grab an iMac and waltz out the door. Would that be nice? <laughs> sure. But it wouldn't be fair. What I'm saying is they need to stop, you know, sponging money out of everyone's pockets. Price hiking everything they sell so that they're making roughly 400% profit on everything. Because it's a huge, 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 huge pile of baloney. My baloney has a first name. <laughs> no, I'm not going to sing all that. But yeah, it's, it's 
pointless. It's stupid. It's bullcrap. Like I said, think about the people that want to build apps or, or write their own books or try to earn some money from their passion projects. Because some people, their passion pro- projects are all they've got. And so they need to earn money too. But Apple is preventing a lot of these people from ever realizing that because their costs just to get their stuff up into the stores are so prohibitive for a lot of people. And it's not like they care. It's just, it's unfair to the vast majority of consumers. If they really want to charge someone an arm and a leg, it should be the people with millions and billions of dollars in their bank accounts. Make these top executives fund all this crap. They can spare the funds. It's, it's a shame. And you may be asking after hearing all this, well, why do I continue to use Apple stuff? One word. Accessibility. Apple products are miles ahead in the accessibility department, and I can get my stuff done so much more efficiently. They say work smarter, not harder. Yeah, well, voiceover is the key to that for me. I, like, I can write a document in 20 minutes in pages that it would take me two hours to do in Word because Word just makes me want to decapitate myself. Like having to poke through that stupid ribbon and having to watch my cursor to make sure it doesn't start jumping across the screen. Because of some random thing Word decides it wants to do. And I don't see, I don't see Office catching up, ever. I don't see Windows and Office support ever getting to the point where you don't have to spend a thousand dollars. Like, yeah, NVDA is good, but people do have a point about the office issues. It's not, it's not pretty. And I don't see Microsoft ever, ever getting to the point where third-party screen readers are not necessary. Nor do I see Android getting rid of any of its pressing issues. Especially now that Samsung ditched their screen reader in favor of the Google one. I had my hands on a Samsung phone a couple of years back and it was almost like using an iPhone. That's how responsive their screen reader was. Versus the last time I tried to use the regular Google one with any consistency, focus jumping. Typing was a hassle. It was, it was a nightmare. I'm not saying voiceover doesn't have its focus jumping issues. It does. But at least I can navigate with some consistency without ending up on the opposite side of the screen. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here complaining about cash grabbing tendencies by Apple. 
just the it boils down to charging more for what is oftentimes less. And it's it's a crock of bull crap. So I'm going to sign off now because I think I've said my piece here and I don't want to start repeating myself even more. Uh, Before I go, though, I do want to remind you that if you have thoughts on any of my episodes and would like your thoughts shared with, with our audience, you can send in voice messages and I will happily put them on the air. So, I'm going to head out, as my co-hosts and I like to say when, when we're doing this, and in the words of the one and only Bob Barker, remember to get your pets spayed or neutered and help control the pet population. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Evil Chocolate Grab Bag. If you'd like to contact me or support me, you can do that in a number of ways. First, if you'd like to contact me, you can do so via Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse, and on the Good Pods Network at EvilCookies98. Via email at TheEvilChocolateCookie at gmail.com. Via Skype, searching for The Evil Chocolate Cookie. And via Discord at the Evil Chocolate Cookie number 4569. If you would like to support what I do, you can do that via listener support on this podcast or via Patreon at patreon.com slash theevilchocolatecookie. One-time donations are also possible at streamlabs.com slash theevilchocolatecookie1. Adding slash merch to the end of that URL will take you to the merch shop where you can get your own goodies. My other content can be found on YouTube at theevilchocolatecookie, at twitch.tv slash theevilchocolatecookie, and on TikTok at The Evil Chocolate Cookie. Thank you for listening. You're the best. And don't be evil. <laughs>